Hi all. Welcome back to Shooting the Breeze with Clement with another episode of Men, Hardship and Triumph, a podcast series that is meant to be a resource for men who are finding this complex world overwhelming to navigate. It is a series of one-on-one chat with men who have gone through life and have experienced some of the difficulties that life can throw at them and was able to navigate to where they are today, contented, change for the better and much wiser to the world. While discussing their lives, I'm hoping that these guys would also talk about the difficult periods in their lives and the strategies they use to survive them and what lessons they learn from it. For my fifth episode today, I have another friend, Mr. Ian Segar, who owns and runs the Learning Experience International, which is a successful boutique global management consultancy. Ian is also an experienced international facilitator and conference speaker, consulting in leadership and personal or business effectiveness. I first met Ian around three, four years ago, a softly spoken man whom every time I spoke to makes me think of the saying, still water runs deep. I remember having discussions with him about the natural progression for men as they reach a certain age is to become a mentor. And I could see that we are somewhat on the same page on this. When I started this podcast series, I knew I had to interview him as his life trajectory to where he is today is full of lessons of perseverance and struggles in the face of overwhelming challenges. So without further ado, <laughs> Ian, how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay, mate. I'm okay. Yeah. It, it's been a while. Been a while. Uh, interesting times. And as you know, as we said before, it's uh, surprising how much, uh, how much changes. And uh, I guess, um, God, with this uh, COVID world, um, how many changes that's forced on us as well. So, uh, yes. Interesting. What was it? Eiji Toyota used to say his, his statement was, may you live in interesting times. Um, I'm not sure whether that's a curse or a blessing, but uh, we've certainly been through some interesting times. Well, well, that's a good point, right? Because I think for people like you, and this is why I want to interview you, for people like you, interesting times probably mean opportunities. Whereas for some other people, they don't want things to be interesting. They, they want things to be just the same the way they know it, because it's easier to manage in, in their minds mm. right you know am i right in saying that for you interesting time would be you see it as something that is in an optimistic manner or you try to i wouldn't say always no you know like <laughs> everyone you know sometimes you want stability and yes and things to carry on as they are i guess with sort of hindsight life sort of teaches you that sometimes those those terms of turmoil are where you you experience your greatest growth right i am a believer in that it's hard I'm not one of those believers that says, oh, yeah, here you go. This is great. It's going to work. <laughs> I look forward to it. No. <laughs> you hold your head in your hands and you think, I can't believe what I'm, what I'm going through at the moment and why me? Yeah. Yes. But I think, I think with interesting times, you don't have a choice. And, yes. and, you know, I've often looked at some of the, the tough situations I've been in my life. You don't have a choice but to get through it, put, put yeah. your head down and, and, and try and look for the opportunity and make the best of it. And, and, you know, realistically, when you're going through these interesting times, it's it's not when you're going through them, you think, oh, this is going to be great. This is all going to work out. I think right. you're like everyone thinking, oh, this is this is scary and this is frightening. Um, do, do you think but to I have think that, you keep fighting. Yeah. Do you think to have that attitude where you go, well, there is no other way because this is what it is. You know, with that attitude, do you think that helps? Because that means that, you know, your back is against the wall then we just have to, you know, there is no giving up here. There is no surrendering. We just have to adapt to, to what life throws at us right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you, you have to fight. You know, my view is it's, it, it is about survival. You, you recognise sometimes that, you know, you've got 
are things as bad as you think? I, I think you've, 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 you've got to look at the future occasionally and say, right, come on, you know, if this all does go horribly wrong, how bad is it? You know, is life still livable? And, and I guess to me, that's really important. I, I've always, you've probably known me long enough to know that I've always tried to live a, a sort of fairly humble, quite simple life. If success has come along, it, uh, it's never massively got to me. And so a simple life to me is says, look, if I can, if I can sit on a park bench and, you know, share a $10 bottle of wine with you, that's, and that can be a great, a great yeah. opportunity. That could, that could be the best evening you can spend. It doesn't need to be fancy. So in that sense, I look at a, a simple life is actually can be very fulfilling. Yeah. And if so, 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 so for you, this, the success is not that end goal of, you know, whatever it is, luxury or wealth, or, you know, for you, a success is just being able to achieve something that you're aiming for and create amazing things. You know, yeah. you don't feel the need to, to celebrate success in a way. Because you're right. I do know you as a simple living man when when you can, if you wanted to, to be more indulgent, you know. So, so you know, whereas I do see some people and they may not even be successful, but they want to be seen as, you know, being that big time spender, you know. Yeah, and I mean... Uh, certainly, I, d- I don't believe you should ever get your identity hung up in that. It's it's nice to do it, and I'm not I'm not one that tries to throw away. Well, I, c- I can remember years ago with my children and my son. I think at one stage, sort of criticising me for having wealth because you know I drove the fancy sports car, we lived in the big house, and what have you. Oh no, it was my daughter actually. I think who was kind of going through a stage of you know it's, it's not cool. And I can remember saying, no, you know, it's, it's, don't be ashamed of it. Um, You know, if you've worked hard for it, you are entitled to have the spoils. That's fine. And so, yeah, don't get me wrong. It it can sometimes be nice to have the spoils. It's nice to stay in a nice hotel. It's nice to fly in front of the plane kind of thing and all those things. But they don't define you. And and they are not your most special moments. And if I go back to say, what are my most special moments? They're the simple stuff. I, I remember doing a, an event a few years ago, but I was staying in, it would have been, a, I think it was a six-star hotel in Singapore. So it was the, pretty much the, the main one on the, um, I forget the name of it. Anyway, you know, we, we're doing a conference there, you know, you know, amazing place, you know, amazing rooms and what have you. But every evening I would walk off, I'd go down to the beach, I'd grab a beer, sit on the beach, you'll find a little local bar and that would be that would be where i'd meet people who were more interesting it's where i felt more comfortable sitting in the fancy bar now it's it's not yeah that's that's not for me that i i because it's not where you meet real people right and to me i think you know success is and i guess going back to your earlier question about kind of success to me success is always about options success is choice um, a choice, as in, it gives you the ability to choose to make choices. So you can say, oh, I, I don't, I don't have to do this. I, I can do that if I really want to or need yes. to. Um, but I don't. I choose not to. And I think I've always believed success is when you have that, when you have those choices. It gives you um, flexibility, doesn't it? Well, it gives you flexibility, and I think it then gives you the ability to evaluate some of those other choices and to kind yes. of look and say look, no, I don't want it. It helps, I think, if you've experienced it. it you know, it's, it's nice to say, I've, I've done that. I've, I've been there, I've whatever, to then say, and so I don't need it. Yes. Um, and, you know, that's why it's, I guess it's been nice to aspire to some of those things. But so often you see people, I think, who are living the successful life yes. and they're looking over the shoulder at people who've got a more simple life, right. more connected with people around them. Because yes. to me, that's, that's your 
the greatest thing you can have is people. It's, it's camaraderie. You know, you see happy people. Yeah. And, you know, you've seen that. With, that's, that's the thing that used to get me with travel. You know, you travel in some of the poorest countries and I'd meet some of the happiest people yeah. um, who were just having a great life and they had yeah. nothing. Yeah. And interestingly, they had nothing, but they wanted to share it with you. You know, and they had it right. And, and it's hard to not look at that and say, yeah, you know, there's, there's an awful lot that's right. With I, I would have to agree with you, Ian, there, because the conclusion, the summary of what I've learned in my life, if somebody was asking me, what, do you, what have you learned? You know, there would be the most important thing for you. You know, what have you learned? And I would say the most important thing is actually relationships. You know, mm. obviously without health, then you can't have, you know, you can't enjoy it so much. Yeah. But I find that, what and I can see the difference in in people all the time. You know, when somebody's happy, they tend to have, like you're saying, they have that connectedness. You know, when I say relationships, mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean family. You know, it could be friends, it could be colleagues, it could be teammates, but they have genuine relationships and they tend to be more fulfilled than the ones who tend to be without the you know that structure. Yeah. Would you would you agree with that? No, I would. And and interestingly, if you look at your your kind of conventional success definitions. And if you look at, you know, people like me, who are your kind of, you know, your businessmen, successful people, you'll often find the relationship bit's the hardest bit because you, you generally, you're you travel so much. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. you're traveling and you know, with my schedule that was such that you couldn't, you couldn't join anything. So, you know, I could never join a club or a group because it was never around. In terms of social things, people would invite you. But, it, you know, what it's like when you invite somebody and they oh, sorry, I can't make it. And then that's sorry, can't make it. It starts to, they feel yeah. it's personal. And it's hard to <laughs> yes. believe that I can't make it. I'm, I'm not here. Um, yeah. Or that one weekend I'm home. Oh, I yeah. need to spend some time with my partner. She deserves a bit of my company. Um, so... You know, I found that did position you on your own and made it harder to form yes. those relationships. And even some of the spoils of success can kind of create that. I, I had that in the UK. I remember one of the one of the things I did when I lived in the UK, and I regret now, we had a lovely house, big house, huge garden, an orchard and all the rest of it, and a big gate on the front. And the lovely thing is you could come home, you could close the gate, and you had, you know, your children were safe there within this wonderful environment. And actually that was wrong because what they needed was to be able to go out and play with other kids. And, and, and it, yeah, okay. You know, they'd meet other similarly affluent kids and they would go from each other's gardens and what have you, but it, it, it wasn't real. And, and with, with the benefit of hindsight, I look and think, no, actually I wish, I wished we didn't have that. I think they would have got more um, from actually being able to just sort of, you know, meet more normal people. To me, that was his definition of success. That was, you know, great. Hey, look at, yeah. look how far we've come. But actually, no, and, and, and interesting, that's that's not where I live now. You know, I live in a, a, a much more open environment. One of the things I've loved about COVID is the fact everyone's in the parks. Um, <laughs> that's, that's right. Great, you know, yes. Because that becomes your garden. You're in a park with yeah. other people and you don't have to chat to them, but it's just nice to be to be around and sharing that space. Okay, um, so so what are you saying? You, you, so you're looking at it, of course, from the point of hindsight, you know, but what do you think was is the disadvantage? Because if I remember correctly, you, you think very fondly of, you know, your daughter. You know, so it just for them, I just think that I think they would have maybe had a wider experience. Um, Fortunately, Robin, she's she's embraced that outside. And, and, you know, one of the great things that she's been able to do is is really embrace travel through, you know, luckily with me, with trips, I would got Robin. Robin was flying out to Australia on her own from the age of 12. Um, So I, I taught her that the world's a small space. 
And she embraced it. And interestingly, she never went to the private school because that was going to be arranged in Australia. You know that when things sort of didn't work out and I split with her mother at the point of coming to Australia, the school had been arranged or or was going to be arranged. That didn't happen. So she ended up going to just a sort of a normal school. And actually, she really appreciated that. She benefited from that. Bright girl. You know, she went on to get a first at a really good uni. But she actually appreciated the fact she didn't go to a special school. She mixed with normal kids. And and that's what I like. And, and one of the things I would I would love with Robin and my my really fond memories with Robin is, you know, I was, you know, regularly flying back to the UK. I would go and see her. She was she was at a very good uni in a very rough part of London. But we would go out and we'd find the roughest pups uh, and we'd go. <laughs> And it was great. And we'd have some wonderful times. She was confident because she was with her dad. So she'd yeah. kind of go and seek these places out. But we'd have some amazing times because we weren't in your fancy bars in Canary Wharf or whatever. We were in a, a dingy little bar where we yeah. were chatting to locals and having a great time. And, yeah. and those were really special memories. And, and I guess Robin sort of found out that she really enjoyed that, that, that simplicity, that reality. It, our, and our, our special moments were those, were those simple times. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I think we we have, you know, going back to, I guess, success in a sense, where some people don't think they have success. Right. They actually do because they've got those the, the freedom for those those simple times. If they could stop worrying about what they're missing and can't do and can't say, but you can do this. I fully agree. And this is what saddens me about quite a lot of people, you know, especially a lot of people that come in and see me professionally, is that they tend to compare themselves to other environments or other people that they think who are more, in inverted commas, successful. But they don't realize that a lot of that success from the other people are, first of all, projected from within, thinking that these people Mm. are successful. But also with the evil of social media, a lot of these successful people, they just it's all a show, you know, just to get extra thumbs up and extra likes and all this. And it's just very, very difficult. And, and it's hard for me to say, oh, geez, mate, you, you, you got it good. You know, you got this, you got that, you got this, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you're right. You're right. It's, it's, it's a shame, isn't it, that people uh, mm-hmm. can't be happier with it. Yeah. And, you know, we, as you say, we are, we are driven. You know, social media certainly drives that expectation. We are, we're not taught to simplify we're taught to complicate. We're taught to strive, to work harder, to get more. Um, you know, it, I, I find the age I'm at now, it's actually to sort of step back and start to say, actually, I don't want to do that. You know, that's that drives me. That's that's more motivational. We're not taught to do that. It's, it's quite a scary route. And, and it's it's funny, success and, and working hard and earning money is, I actually see in a way, as the easier route. It's, it's because you don't have to make some of those bold decisions. As long as you're earning money, you're increasing your choices to an extent. So you're saying, hey, look, I do have more choices. Yes, on the one hand, but you get so sucked into it that you actually limit some of those choices and flexibility because oh, you're, that's a very good point. you're stuck in the, the, that, so, that yes, group. Yes, so your, your trajectory is, is almost chosen for you. Your path it's is just, chosen for you by, by, by your success. Uh, yes, to an ex- because, you, because to step off that path is scary. I, I've got a great friend. Yes, because you've got a lot more to lose. Absolutely. And I, I've got a mate in the UK who I would go back and see. Lovely guy. Old mates. We go back nearly 40 years. I um, remember this though. Yes. So I'm, I'm sure I've spoken to you about it. This guy, um, up until recently, would have been living on the mattress on the floor in a bed. Yeah. So a little bit older than me. Absolutely no money. Um, yes. You know, never, never hooked that together and what have you. Um, he's happy. 
you know is it happy with his life and and I would often look at the two of us and kind of you know um think about the differences and yeah I had the money and the and the success and all those all those things but I looked at him and thought but you've got the options mate you've got flexibility that I just don't have you've got nothing to lose how do you Um, know though he doesn't go home and go damn I I wish I wish you know I was more like Ian how do you know oh I'm sure I'm sure he does and and I'm you know and so I'm sure many people who don't have you know look at it and say my god I wish I did and strive for that but I think sometimes it's kind of looking at, but look at what you do have. You've got that, you've got that wonderful flexibility. Think about that flexibility that comes with youth. You know, when you've got, and, and I, I look at a situation with my daughter who announced to me a couple of weeks ago um, that she's going to go and live in Mexico, wants to um, work on a beach, um, just do some writing from there and whatever. She didn't announce it particularly well. Um, in that it was a bit of a <laughs> foregone conclusion when it hit. And you know, I care about it desperately. So my immediate reaction was, my God, Mexico. Not, not Mexico. You know, COVID. <laughs> yes. My God, is that safe kind of thing. Um, but I went away and just slept in it and thought, what would I want myself to do in her position? And I had to say, well, geez, I'd have to do the same. I, I would do the same thing that she's doing. Yeah, I care about her. I want her to be safe. But I'm actually pleased that she's doing something adventurous and kind of different. And, you know, the reason is because she's at that young stage where she's prepared to take a chance and just say, oh, whatever. You know, and she'll rely on a little bit of serendipity. And the interesting thing is you look well, at... Well, you, you, know, you can take more risks when you're younger, though, because you can recover. You have more time to recover. Well, yes and no. And, and see, interestingly, I've I've always worked on the basis that I've got to kind of try and be be an inspiration and a role model. And and you know, I, I don't believe in asking your kids to do something you don't do. That you won't I'd do. Be really yes. Yes. fundamental on that. And and like you know, I don't I don't say to my kids, you know, you shouldn't drink because I drink. So hey, um, I don't do drugs. You know, yeah. um, I used to be much much younger, but I, I I haven't touched them since my wife was pregnant with my first child, because I my view is I cannot say to you, hey this is a bad thing if you're doing it. So, you know, I've never touched anything since. So you want to be that sort of model. And and here's me saying to Robin, okay, you know, you can, you know, this is a a great adventure because you've got the advantage of you're young, you're pretty, you know, you can, you know, you've got so many opportunities, but then you've got to look at that and say, who's got the most to lose, her or me? I've got, okay, yeah, I've got financial things. I've got houses and other crap like that. Um, She's got a life. I'm getting to the end of my life. I'm getting older. So I don't have the years that she's got ahead. And you look and think, no, actually, they've got more to lose than we have. Um, they're just prepared to take the chance. And, and that inspires me to look and say, no, we can do it. We, we can recover. Um, we can take some of those chances and those risks. It's scary because we're not conditioned. Yeah, I don't think because we we're not conditioned. Quite- That's a good point. Because well, we don't get quite the same serendipity. And, you know, if you see, if you were to meet two people, you know, in trouble in the street and you've got, you know, a 22-year-old girl who's looking distressed and you've got an old fart like me, you're going to protect the girl. Your, your instinct would be, hey, reach her. So they will, they will benefit from more luck. She'll be invited to parties and things that old guys like me won't be. Oh, but, <laughs> but in saying that, you know, I've got the benefit of wisdom, I guess. And... And what I want to do for her is to, again, be that inspiration, which is to say, it doesn't end when you get older. Yes, it might take a little bit more work, you know, going out for a jog or whatever. It's harder when you're older, but it's not impossible. And 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 that to me is what I think is, is important going forward, is to sort of look at some of the things that you see people doing that you, you respect and admire and say, well, come on, you can do it that yourself. And, and that's where I go back to saying that to me is braver 
than carrying on earning money. Carrying on working and, and earning more and, and building up your reserves and your future security. Okay, but that's kind of a little bit of the coward's way out because you're not making the bigger decisions. That's a very I think the point. ability to say, I'm done, I've, I've earned enough, I, I don't really need a whole lot more is, is more going to make me happy. Right? If I go and get a job and earn a load more money, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying, oh no, you won't get any pleasure. Of course, you know, come on, of course you are. You know, you, we, we, we're driven by money. You know, it'd be nice to have a nicer car and a nicer yeah. this and a nicer that. But would it fulfill me as much See, as maybe you, when I think about the experiences she's going to go through? You, you made a very good point there because there was there was a research, you know, be, between income and happiness. And the happiness level increases proportionally to income up to about, would you believe this, $80,000. Once you hit $80,000, the, 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 the increase in dollar income uh, as, is, you know. Is, is that an annual? Because I've heard. Annual, annual. I've heard of something. Yeah, because I've I've also heard that you know when you've got when you've got more than a million, it doesn't go up. Yeah, you know, yeah. anyways, there is there's definitely yeah. I, I can't remember what the figures mm -hmm. was. I, I, there was there was annual, but you know there's a tapering off in happiness. So so you're right. There's yeah. there is I guess an illusion that the increase is proportional, hmm. but it's actually not. It's the it, same it, with drinking. Think about when you, <laughs> you have a few glasses of wine. There's that there's that sweet spot. Um, you think that if you carry on, it's going to get better. It doesn't. <laughs> It actually, it, it will tailor and get, and, it, and it's it, it's it's maintaining that sweet spot. And I think you're absolutely right. You know, the, a level of income that you say, actually, at this, I can I can do most of the things that I want to do. And again, you know, look for those quality moments. I, I sometimes will look at something, and you know, I've read and I've been lucky in that you know through travel and going to places. I I know what many places are like in the world. I can say, yeah, okay, I've done that. I've, I've been, so I, I kind of got a recognition of what that is. But many is the time when I will be doing something simple and saying, if I could be anywhere in the world doing anything in the world, I'd be doing what I'm doing right now. And going back to what you said about people, a chunk of that will be the people I'm with. It will be because I'm with somebody I care about, or I'm having a great conversation, and I'm saying, "No, oh, this is this is interesting. Yeah. This is yeah. this is stimulating me," and that can be as good as it gets. And and would would more money make that experience better? No, not really. Oh, you I might drink a... better wine, and you know, but it, it wouldn't. It, again, go back to it. It wouldn't massively change the experience. Let's put it that way. Okay. What about this then? And and I've seen this happen to somebody close to me. He is very good at his job, and therefore he gets paid very well. But he hates the job. But that's his talent, yeah. that, you know. And so, and then as he gets older, he's accumulating, like you said, he's accumulating different responsibilities and wealth. Then what do you do? You can't just jump off and suddenly decide to choose. You know, and I actually wanted to be a basketball player. You know, you can't at that time. The, the most obvious, safest thing to do is to continue with this thing that you are good at. And the challenge you get with that is it, it starts to diminish because that, you know, going back to what we said about the wealth thing. Yeah. There's a point where you say, Hey, come on, stick, stick it out. And, you know, we, we all, we all would love to have that perfect job where we love it, you know, live in the dream, go and work. You know, a lot of us have to work, you know, bloody hard at something that doesn't always fulfill us, yes. but we say Look, it's a means to an end. And, and yes. you know, you've got to respect that, but there does come a point where I think you've got to say, you know, again, is it going to get better? If he's not enjoying that job and if he's reached a stage where financially he has some independence, yes. I think you do get to the stage where you've got to start to say, you know, really, is this worth continuing? Yes. Where, where I often look at something like that, and I, I had a, 
I had a situation that I was out for a walk with a guy um, a couple of weeks ago, and um, he was um, he'd been working out in the Middle East, um, tax free, doing very well. Come back to Australia. And his job was changing. It's such that it was going to be downgraded and he was sort of set up deciding what to do. And to me, it was, and he was sort of toying with, you know, should I, should I carry on working and, you know, whatever, or should I take six months out and go and, you know, do a lap of Australia and sort of spend some time in my, his partner was a teacher. So she had some flexibility as well. And it was really interesting because in talking to him and advising him, it was in my brain. It was a case of, oh God, you know, you're never going to get this chance again. Go for it. Don't be crazy. You know, you've got, you've got a perfect opportunity where you've got a gap, you know, you've got a, so unlike maybe your mate or me running a business that continues on to step away from it. You're, you're creating a cut. Yeah. Every now and again, life gives you that gap. But, the the, the you know, opportunity. A, yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. a super sort of, you know, straightforward decision for me. But the interesting thing is it was easy to give that advice. But if that was yourself, yes. the temptation yes. would be, yeah, but, you know, oh, you know, going without an income for that period of time. And what if I don't get a job and I'm out of the market for six months? Am I going to get back in? Yeah. Yes. So the cowardly thought the easiest thing to do is to stick at it. And, and that's kind of what I'm saying is that, you know, Sometimes it's easier to actually give the advice you would give to somebody else that you can see as being very clear cut is almost, well, then apply that to yourself. What advice would you give to somebody who's not got a lot of money, who's struggling and who's who's financially saying, yeah, I I wish I was more successful, but I'm not. I, you know, I I can't reach that level. I can't get that promotion or I can't, you know, I'm finding it hard to get that job. You and I would both be saying, hey, look at what you have got. Let, let's stop and focus on what you have got. Let, let's let's play some of the flexibility you've got. And and yeah. it's you know, and they with themselves would give themselves that advice. And, and it's occasionally kind of almost taking the advice that you would give to somebody else because it's clearer. So so for our um, listeners today, then would that be your initial strategy is to imagine that you are somebody else when you are in a situation so that you can you can give that third person view. So you can yeah, give yourself advice. Would it be a strategy that that has helped you? Yes, you, because you're you're stepping out of your situation, and I think it. I think you can be braver when you're out of it yourself. When, when you're in it, I think fear takes over, and and you're scared. And you know, when we talk about tough tough times, scare you. Tough times scare me. Um, yes. And you know, you look at you look at some of you look at change, and I find change frightening. You, you know, you look ahead. And, and I think sometimes people think if you've, if you've managed it, that, oh, you don't get nervous about this. You do. Yes. be silly. And, and that's you a good point. In the same way. Yes, that's a good point for the listeners, right? You know, just because we talk about how Ian is very good at, at managing situations, managing change, uh, being adaptable. It does not mean that he doesn't fear, that he doesn't feel the same fears and the same uh, discomfort that everybody else is feeling. It's just how he chooses to respond to that. Yeah. And I think it, it's just not not letting it take over. And, and you know, you're going to have your good days and your bad days. You know, that you're going to have some days where you're going to say, hey, I'm frightened. I'm, I'm scared. And that's where you want to, you know, run to somebody. That's where it's great to have somebody else in your life who you can run to. Um, mm. But, you know, likewise, that that person you can run, you know, it, it, ideally that person you run to is your partner, you know. Yes. Um, but likewise, that person could be someone like yourself. You know, there are other people that you can say, hey, help, you know, just, just, just to bounce off. Perspective. Just, just yeah. let me bounce, you know, bounce that off kind of thing. And and I think that then allows you to hopefully put that fear into perspective and, and kind of move on. The fear will keep coming back. Yes. <laughs> Again, it doesn't go away. And it's useful you know, anyways, right? We, we need that fear. Well, Otherwise, we become too blasé, right? 
Yeah, I, I, I used to use a, something, you know, years ago, I would call it divine discontent. Divine, divine discontent. Because <laughs> it drives you. It, it says, I'm not happy with where I am, so I want to do something better. I yes. want to move on. If I, you know, the, the worst thing you can do is be, you know, when you're complacent, when everything is just, you know, life's ticking along, everything's, you know, everything's okay. And, and you know, success can bring that because you're, you're okay. You've got, you've got the money you need. You've got the opportunities you need. But you're not really striving. You're not. I think your purpose starts to wane, and, and that's where you can become like your, you know, guy you're talking about, who's who's got the job that he's very successful at, but isn't really enjoying it. And you're caught in that. But you're comfortable. You're in that that kind of comfort zone. It's not even a comfort, is it, mate? If he's not enjoying it, it's almost like it's almost like a trap, isn't it? Well, because we were, you know, I think, you know, I'm certainly of a generation where it wasn't meant to be pleasurable. You, you were meant to work hard, yes. you know, so I didn't have a model that said, oh, you know, I look at, I look at the model of kids nowadays or younger people and, and they've got much more of a, no, hang on, if it's, it's not fun, I'm not going to do it. Right. Um, you know, we, we didn't have that flexibility. You don't think the pendulum, you don't think the pendulum has gone too far to the other side though? Do you, you don't think? Um, <laughs> I don't know. And, you know, I try to be as open-minded as I can with youth having, you know, younger ki kids, you, you kind of want to be a, a realistic model rather than kind of out of touch rather than sorry rather than being out of touch and, yes. and so you know my view is you can be hedonistic and, and you can't you know you've got yes. to enjoy it i, I remember yes. with my my daughter did her degree in creative writing hardly the best degree for kind of you know a job in a setting that you think how are you going to do that and and i can remember a mum at once kind of having a, a you know being worried with her that but how are you going to use it and and my reaction to robert is no do it have fun you don't, don't worry about what you need to do you've got plenty of time you're in your yeah. 30s maybe you might start thinking about come on yeah but don't don't waste your your 20s on on you know doing something that's so serious because i think those, yes. are, those are years you're never going to get back again um, uh, that's a, that's a good point too because uh, what, what was the research on that like five years after you get your first degree you know, about 80% of the of the of the people they ended up working in something that's that's not, not related yeah. whatsoever with your degree, anyways. And, and to me, the degree is that, that's having fun. You know, yes, you yes, yes. You no, that's laugh. true. You know, you know, this is your your opportunity to have a great time. Yeah, okay, you know, get a professional. And you know, there are God, there are times when I wish I'd, you know, gone to med school or something like that, and you had that security of a you know, a, a job as a professional, what have you. But I don't know, you know, you've got to be you've got to be flexible and, and again how many people have got that professional job that they see as handcuffs rather than freedom um, because yes they've got the they've got the lifestyle that comes with it but they again go back to what i was saying my mate they don't have the freedom to say sort of i can do anything i can you know i can i can hitchhike hitchhike off and do this or i can you know save up just to get that flight arrive in a country and, and see where serendipity takes me and, and that's what a youngster would do you know, your 22-year-old would do that. Your 55-year-old would struggle with that, but still, <laughs> but still can. And I believe still can. And, and again, yeah. I think that that kind of gives you hope if you can be flexible. If I was to ask you, if you were to look back at the hardest moment in your life and how you got through it, you know, looking back, because when I talk to people, they don't realize what they were doing was the right strategies a lot of times they were just mm. you know surviving and then looking back and you go oh wow i did phew, lucky i did that lucky i did that like you know is it something that you can share with 
and, and sometimes it may be, you know, for you, it's not the hardest moment in your life, but, you know, because you are so strong or it's been so long. You you've, know, got to, you've certainly got to reframe it and you've got to... Is, are, you, are you okay to share the, the story? Yeah, I mean, what know, happened you know, and... and a reasonably recent one. I've got a, an ongoing battle with a financial advisor in the UK that fraudulently has um, has taken 25 years of my life. So everything I have, my life savings, uh, through through fraudulent me. We're fighting it, um, but it's a battle. Uh, they've done it to others. They actually make Melissa Caddock look mild. So um, well, are you serious? Um, okay. So yeah. So we we got caught with one of these, um, and that's hurt me. That's massively because that was my my future was when I first was chatting to you, and my future was secure. You know, I'd sold a successful business in the UK. This was the proceeds of that and everything yes. else I had. Yes. And uh, lost the lot um, overnight. Um, so that was that was pretty scary. And that's still going on. That's still in the background of my life now. And you had to reframe it. I, I had to look at it and say, right, A, does money define me? No, I mm. don't want it. To. Mm. I, I don't want it to define me. Um, it defined him. It defined the financial advisor. and yes. And that made me look and think wow what some people will do in the pursuit of money they will try to destroy lives mm. um and i knew that to survive it i had to reposition it i had to accept the fact that okay all of that hard work yeah you know it's at the moment it's it was for nothing but you look and say hey i enjoyed some of that. i had some great experiences along the way i'm pleased with myself that i haven't allowed it to define me i think sometimes sharing it can help because it allows you, you don't think you're doing anything special or anything brave. You're surviving, you know? And if you were to say to me, you know, wow, you know, that's incredible. No, I'm not. I'm, what choice do I get? I, I don't have a choice. I, I have to deal with it. I deal with it or I jump off a bridge and that's not an option. And, and so you deal with it. You deal with it as elegantly as you can. It's but, nice. Yeah, no, I want to interrupt a little bit. Uh, that is so amazing because... Well, like what I said to uh, people again, if somebody pinches you and you feel pain, that's expected because that's that's the reaction from the pinch. But the next action, it's something that you could choose to do, right? You could choose mm -hmm. to continue to be devastated and wallow and continue downhill, or like in your in your situation and and, and like what you're saying, the only thing to do sometimes you you have to choose to reframe and see how how this is not the worst thing that can happen you know mm. that's lovely okay and and then you start to look for some of those other pleasure points and and you you also recognize it's you know there are there are good days and bad days i i remember when my ex-wife went through um breast cancer and so that was a, a an earlier experience which was pretty scary as well I'm not sure whether it was a surgeon or somebody had described the situation, but, but, but I had it described to me and I, I found it a wonderful analogy it was imagine a pond, you've got a sort of a still pond and you drop a pebble in it. Mm. Um, and, and what will happen is you'll get those ripples, you'll get the waves will ripple out from where that pebble has gone in. Close to the pebble, they're at their biggest, you know, that's, yes. that's really yes. traumatic. And that's yeah. where you are, you know, when you're in a trough, you're in the depths of despair and it's, it's horrible and it's really scary. They gradually get less and less as time goes out. But even, you know, year, two years after the event, you're still going to get those ripples. You're still going to get those downs. They're not yes, quite as bad. Yes, yes, yes. You're still going to feel shit. You will come out of it. 
Uh, and yes. you know, and I, I and I see that is life. You know that that if I look at what I'm going through, there are times when I've got it nicely in perspective, and you can yeah. say, "Hey, look at me! How this is great! I've completely I'm on top of that, and yeah, I'm accepting yes. the fact that I'm big enough that I can lose everything and just whatever. You know, it's not going to define yeah. me. There are other times where I feel really upset, very angry. You know that how did this happen? How did I let this happen yeah. to me? I feel very stupid because. It happened to me, and, and as as always, there's going to be a lot of self blame, isn't it? Even even though absolutely, you know, a lot yeah. of times you don't even deserve the self blame, but we we do that, don't we, to ourselves? Because you, you want to make somebody <clears throat> got to be responsible, and if you know, at the end of the day, it, the buck stops with you. So yeah, I think you do, you do blame yourself a lot for it, and so that's just I think learning to kind of ride those waves and and try and do something else. I think the hardest bit with adversity, but what I have seen sometimes is, you know, that there are times in our life when we're, we're on a roll. And I've had some great times in my life, you know, where I've seemingly been very lucky and you think, wow, look at this, you know, this is, you know, this is living the dream, if you like. And, you know, you seem to, when you're in those moments, you know, one thing leads to another, leads to, and it just, it rolls and you think, wow, you know, this, I'm on a roll. I think the hard bit is likewise, you get the opposite. And, you know, realistically, I've probably been in that for the last three years where it's just one thing after another. And, you know, um, we had that, you know, I was selling the business. I, the, we sold the business, um, okay. the company that bought it, a public company, they did it. Everything was agreed, signed up on the day that COVID struck. That was the day they should have paid the money. Right. Um, I could have sued and I just got to stage and like, you know what? I'm so disgusted with the behavior that I walked away. And, and you just, I just, I'm not interested. Let, let it go. You go through, and you know, God, I can think of other things that we've had that have been, God, you know, when is this going to end? It's about, you know, I think sometimes you have a bad run, uh, and and again, you just knuckle down and say, this is a storm. It's the biggest storm. I your, your situation there with the with the uh, financial oh. guy. I think the worst thing about that is. It's not even a quick death, right? It's because you're saying it's a court case. So it's going on, right? So there's this, mm. I'm picturing this, uh, a parent who's lost the, the baby, but they don't know whether the baby is dead or whether it's been kidnapped or whether, you know, still, yeah. is that the, is it kind of the prolonged trauma? Oh, absolutely. And, and you're terrified of the outcome because of the injustice, dare I say. It's not the money, it's the injustice. If yes. they, if they yes. wriggle out of it, Yes. Uh, when it's clear, you know, to me, it's absolutely clear cut. And, you know, and I can see that from other people who are in exactly the same position as me, that, you know, it's clearly fraudulent and wrong. Yeah. There's a very large company involved who is not owning up to it, who's, who's trying to show it. And, you know, they've got much more resource than I have um, right. to fight it. And I think the one of the hardest bits will be if it doesn't go our way, because it's not only that, and that's not the money, it's the injustice. It's the, yes. that really yeah. stings um, yeah. when you see people who will get away with unethical things. Yes, um, yes because, because you have a very good sense of fair fairness or fair play. So yeah, when, that's, that's, when it's being trampled on, it really gets to you, doesn't it? Yeah, that really hurts. And, and so that's been, that I think is the, is the bit that still scares me. I'm glad at least it is. We're not that we're going through the financial ombudsman. So, you know, in the UK and what have you, again, you know, that's not proven particularly effective and what have you, but it's, I certainly want justice is probably my most important outcome more than the money it is yes. to see. Because also to see that person not do it to other people. I, I don't know what's happened to some of the other investors. I was one of the larger ones. So I'm, I've been taken for probably one of the most amounts but you know there are some poor sods that probably haven't been able to cope with that and that's that that disgusts me that that really angers me um because that's that's not right but 
Yeah, it's interesting. You, you, you know, I was reading this morning about Eddie Obi, the, the case. He was found guilty for this, for that. You know, and 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 they said, you know, he was he was told to pay this, to pay that. You know, he's never paid anything to to all these people he owed money to. Yeah, and he seems to be getting away with it. And even I was, you know, I'm not involved in the case, and I feel the sense of bloody hell. This this person should be serving some kind of something, and and they're still able to stay out of jail. You know, whether it's bail or whether it's whatever. You know, and the the, the trail of devastation that they, they they leave along the their life. Sometimes you you think, and they probably don't care, but sometimes you look mm. at them and you go, when you're on your deathbed, what kind of stories can you be proud of? If you do that, and a lot of people. And one of the things that is inspiring me in terms of what I'm going through is I, I care more about other people, not less. I, I want to be just. Yeah. I want to do the right yeah. thing. Yeah, so I just is not to, just for you, but just for for, for other people. Well, well spend, spend some good out of it. And, and if, if you can do something that helps others, even though you're going through a tough time, then, well, then use it as an inspiration. It's a gift. And I think that's where you've got to try and try and reach out and, and help, or, or at least set an example. Um, and, you know, to me, it came out of what I said about with my kids, that, you know, setting an example was important. Um, whether they don't know the extent of what I've gone through, um, I hope they probably never will. Um, and I certainly hope they never experience it. But in yourself, again, going back to what you said, on your sort of your, your deathbed, it's can you look look back and say, come on, I was a, I was a decent person. Yes. And, and, you know, whether whether anyone else recognises that or not, yeah, whatever, yes. I did. And, and, and it's, yeah. you know, I think you're, you are the one that is the, you're your final judge. And you want but, to but, be... But, but, but what, what if you as the final judge is, is them? You know what I mean? Because again, we're putting our heads on them, right? But for them, they probably don't care. <laughs> You know, yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Don't, these things don't even cross their minds when they're on the deathbed. <laughs> you know, but but at least it's but it's for us because it's being straight to yourself. Because you know, my 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 view of life was always you know um, never fool yourself. You can fool over, you know we, we can can bullshit other people. I can I can fool you. I can, I can spin a wonderful line if you want me to now, and I'll I'll go off on a tangent and I'll I'll paint this wonderful picture of who I am, and I could get away with it. That's not difficult. I don't mind people doing that, but don't fool yourself. Yeah. Don't, don't don't pretend that's real. And, and I'm a great believer in you've always got to be real with yourself. Right. Uh, and, you know, that to me is, and that's where I see myself as my final judge kind of thing. I've bullshitted, you know, to get things in life. You know, I've, we exaggerate claims, you yeah. all sorts of things. You have to yeah. sometimes. But I've always known myself what's real. And, and that means, you know, when I've got away with something and you kind of think, oh, geez, that was on the edge. You know, I will be the one afterwards that will pri- privately say to myself, I got away with that one. Uh, as yeah, opposed to saying, oh, yeah. As opposed to saying, I'm, I'm that- special. Look how, look how clever <laughs> I am. You know, it's, it's sometimes it's a case Because of the next time is going to bite you. <laughs> yeah, we were on the edge. We got away with it. But all that was, that was, we cut that too fine kind of thing. Or, you know, there's more we need to do to, to you know, to secure ourselves next time around. Right, right. Um, and so that 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 self honesty is really important because I think that I guess that self honesty also allows you to to be aware of where you are in, in terms of how you're managing. You know, going back to what I said about the peaks and troughs. If you're honest with yourself, you'll kind of know when you're in a trough, and you'll know that shit and things aren't good. Back to the person that I was describing, then you know, being skillful at a job that he hates. Mm. So in reality, by your definition, he's not being truthful to himself, is he? Really? 
he's he's building options he's creating options for himself okay so you know by, by earning money you know he's giving himself flexibility for the future um i think he's not being true to himself if he says this is a sustainable future I think you've got to kind of look and say, but know, it is sustainable is though. He, he, because when well, you know, by the time he retires, then he's got enough money to do whatever he so pleases. In his mind, in his mind, right? In his are, mind. are you so, able to do that? And and I think you know the interesting retirement's this interesting space because I think we look at it as being, you know, we've worked so hard and suddenly we're going to go off into the sunset bank. How many yeah. people do you know who retire? You made a very good point. Later? This I remember us discussing this, you know, a few years ago, and I'm like, he's right because when you retire, all you want to do is sit on your ass and play chess. You know, <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not gonna go see the uh, the uh, aurora that would kill some people. <laughs> that that would that, that would I would suggest that would finish you, and it would finish me. I have to have a purpose. You you've got to have more, and and I think the challenge with your mate is that you you work up until that retirement point. And the danger is you're shot. And this is where I think you've got- The danger is you are? You're, you're shot, you're done. You, you, and I think you'll struggle. I, I think you've got to look at some other kind of purpose. To yes. me, that's what's really, and again, you know, going back to what gets you through those tough times, what, what makes mm. you fight, mm. I think is that purpose, which is I, yeah, I, I've I got agree. something else I need to do. I, I've got, yeah. you know, my life isn't over. Uh, there, are, there are other adventures. Those adventures do become harder. You know, going back to what we said, and you know, as you get can, older, can I interrupt you a little question. bit? Can I interrupt you a little bit again for for my audience? And because I see there's another strategy. So when you are in tough times, you must have a goal, because the goal will drive you or distract you from the current tough time, because you'll be aiming you'll be creating a better future. Is that is that what you're saying, or am I incorrect? Yes, I think so. And and you know. I'm trying to be real here and say, so do I have a defined goal? No, I don't. Mm. And yet I have a purpose. And, and in it, my purpose is almost to define the goal, is, is to have that clear. I don't know what that outcome is yet. I, I don't know what my what my future looks like. Yes. But I know I, I want to create one. I want to create a bolder, more purposeful adventure. Um, I want to, I don't want to finish. I don't want to sort of just gradually slow down and kind of say yeah i'm done uh, you know i want to get to the stage of you know where you say great this is the, you know here's the new adventure it will be different things that drive the new adventure it won't be financial um yes that's, that's not what it's about for me next yes. um but it's something that's purposeful something that's yeah. that's fun something that something that wakes you up when I, when I moved to australia i've been here about 13 years and I can remember that the upheaval of going from a successful life business in the UK, everyone thought I was mad because I came here with nothing. As you know, I got off the plane, no business can it was, you know, it was just start from scratch. And so we, we built things up from scratch here. And that made me younger, you know, and, and the truth of it is, if I look at the age I was when I left and the age I am now, we're probably about similar. So that 13 years disappeared. I, I, I wound the clock back there because I had a new a new purpose that drove me, that inspired me, that, you know, and, yeah. I, and I felt much younger. Yeah. And again, I think that's what I want out of retirement or, or next stage is something that drives the purpose of suddenly you say, yeah. And, and you see that, you see, you know, you see 70 year olds who are done, who are old, you know, um, yes. and you see yes. 70 year olds who are full of life and passion. I see yes. that in my job, you know, with, with facilitators, we would, you know, where we were using them, you know, there were people we would employ where, being honest, you would look and say they're reaching their sell-by date. Um, 
and and yeah there was you know age was a factor but yeah i would have other people who were 10 years older who weren't at their sell by day because they still had that vibrancy that energy and and, yes. and i think that was because there was a you know a, a purpose some something driving it um, would you say the purpose young. is what i was saying to you before i feel like for men we get to a certain age where the purpose is to become a teacher or to become a mentor for the younger generation or, or not necessarily so the purpose can be anything you think i think it can be anything i i, I think it's a god maybe i'm being controversial it's convenient to be that mentor and, and that's because he's just following a normal traditional line is it well and, and i'm not knocking it because i think that's fantastic and tremendously rewarding what i'm trying to do whether this is right or not i don't know it's an adventure i'm about to go but is to kind of is to say but what's to stop you being having a bolder purpose where you say come on i'm not done i'm, yes. I'm not done myself yes yet. you know we can reach a stage where we can say well i've, I've done everything i can do yes. now i've got to put it back yes i'm trying to say no i i have not finished yet no got it Got it, got I it, think got you it. see that in two ways. I think it would be very easy for me to be at that stage saying, look, I, I can do that and I can become more successful. I can become wealthier. I can, you know, go off on a new town. I can, you know, push for new clients. And, and so I can go down that, you know, there's more to me. I'm going to become even more successful and I'm going to be, you know, at 60, at 70, I'm going to just be this, what, you yes. know, no, to me, that's, that's not the driver. But my view is to say, rather than going down that route, Yes. Why not create a purpose in, in a much more fulfilling way yes. um, that yes. will involve, I think, some of the mentoring and whatever, but also to say, but I've, I've still got a life. I, I still want to have that fun life. I, I've always been, I've always been one of those sort of people that has these daft dreams. You know, when I was a kid, I dreamt I James Bond or whatever, and, and, and kind of felt for a long time, yeah, don't worry, it, it will come, it will come. And I, I've, because I've never really grown up, <laughs> there is still the view that you can have that dream life that you yeah. can do some of those. So you accept some things you can't do. You know, I used to say, I, I, I always wanted to climb Everest. I'm not going to do that now. I'm too old, I think, realistically. I, it's I'll probably, do, no, I, I disagree with that. It's probably so much easier now. You can probably do it now with five-star luxury now. Well, yeah. Yeah, it would miss the point of, of, yes. of the way I wanted to kind of do it. Yes. Um, and, and so you accept there are some things you can't do. You know, realistically, you say, yeah, look, that's probably, you know, that's not something that is appropriate kind of thing. But there are other things you can do that, that give you that that purpose and that drive. I think certainly putting something back, absolutely, you know, that, that as you're, as you're finding and defining your own purpose, uh, I think to, to, to leave that legacy becomes really important and so, to inspire. So you, you, again, again, you're making me think here because it's funny because when, when I decided that I can some, somehow semi-retire and, and have the fortune of doing whatever I want, when I'm creating this resource for men, it was almost like a natural progression. You're right. Maybe I have to give it some more thought. You know, <laughs> maybe this is just something that I think what we normally do, but it may not necessarily be my my own real vision of what I should be doing. So that's a good point. I I, I got to rethink this. Having said that, I do enjoy doing the podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and going back to what you're saying with adversity, interestingly, if yeah. you tack adversity onto that, adversity in itself can actually give you purpose, because adversity is something you have to fight. If you don't have adversity. Yes, you've got nothing to fight, and, and occasionally, actually, fighting and overcoming that without realizing it yes. is giving you a purpose. 
it, yes, it, but the purpose right. is only to beat that adversity for that for that but, time, though. At that time, but it's a purpose. It it it, it because okay. it is saying I've got okay. to overcome this. I've I've got to yes. fight through. Yes, yes. Um, you know when I well actually if I think about what what made me successful in my sort of you know business in the UK to an extent is I can remember we had a you know a small little training company we were we were doing okay you know we were, we were having fun and really enjoying it when my wife announced she had breast cancer I was suddenly geez I'm in a situation now where potentially I'm going to be supporting her she can't work um, I've got to look after the kids the family geez I need to take the seat I need to earn money and that that gave me the purpose yes. to say right we've got to get serious we, we've got a and that's when I started to grow and build the business and so I think you know there, there's an example of adversity driving a purpose yes. um, to me the challenges I'm facing at the moment the purpose that's driving is is a deeper meaning in my life yes because I've seen how I've seen how fickle money can be as, as you know, when I before I came to Australia, I'd, I'd sold my business in the UK. You know, we we'd, we'd sold the how we were you know in a position where I could sort of step back. That's when my wife announced that she wanted to separate, and you thought, hell, you know, just about to stop, bang, all gone. Yes. Um, same thing happened with financial advice. So that's kind of twice, and you just kind of you know <laughs> that again just bang kills it. And this but, is where this is where I, I I want to go deeper here because many people in your shoe would have crumbled, you know, and. And you are in the one percentile of people who is like, no, let's let's fight this, you know. And I want to get you know the psyche behind that. How how did you get to become that person? What was the motivational, you know, what was the reason? And how did you even motivate yourself? Because I remember this story you're telling me. You know, you were there, you're you're almost on the flight, and suddenly the ex saying, nah, I changed my mind, I don't want to go to Australia, and you went anyway, and. How do you motivate yourself in that? I would imagine that's probably worse than the uh, the financial situation of today, you know, with that financial advice. Would it not, you know? It's, God, I mean, there's there's been a few of them. You, again, I kind of go back to the, I don't necessarily feel you had any options. You kind yeah. of got to do something. You, yeah. And I, I guess with my wife, as an example, the... The purpose I had there that my vision for Australia was because I thought it was the right thing for my children. I felt that the opportunities that it offered here yes. compared to what they had at home were better, it, uh, you know, to, to give them the flexibility of got it, exploring got it. a new so world. The, the so the purpose is still, the, the target is still there. It's just that something happened really, really big as a hindrance from you to finishing up that yeah. target. So so you, you still can, you still need to continue to, to get to that target. Because you've still got to give the goal. Yes. And I can remember with, yes. um, with my daughter, um, with Robin, and I, I really wanted Robin to come and live with me in Australia. That was a big thing with me. And um, Robin is now, you know, uh, is, is traveling, is wants to, wants to see the world, doesn't want to settle and what have you. And and, um, and interestingly, she she moved to London. She went to uni in London rather than Sydney. I think I've told you the story and I, I'm hoping she would and she, she wouldn't. Uh, a couple of things she said to me, but one of the things was, Dad, sorry, but you made me fall in love with London because every time you would come back, you take me around London. You would show me. You, you'd make the city come alive. I fell in love with it. Sorry, that was you. Um, <laughs> with the travel, you know, she said that that's what you've done. You, you've created, and you know, it's hasn't always worked for me. But it, at the end of the day, what's most important is what's right for her. It's been fantastic for her, and, and that to me is that that made that purpose worth it. That made all the sacrifice of, of coming here on my own having to start a life again and, and go through all of that yeah because it gave the children opportunities that they wouldn't have uh, you, to me then that's the biggest thing i can give them 
and and that goes back to what do I want to do now with Robin? I want to be that ins inspiration. She went to uni for creative writing. She's always dreamed of writing. I, um, when COVID hit, my survival of that with the with the issue with the sort of the failed takeover and what have you, I, I've suddenly gone from as you know, constantly overseas, super busy to business stock debt. And I've got the financial issue. I've got, you know, a the injustice of what had happened with this ASX company here, which really stung. I stopped and wrote a book. And that was my survival. It was just to say, I've got to do something. I, I go back to what I said, you have to have a purpose. You've got to, yes. and to me, the purpose was right. I'm going to create a book. And, and part of it was to show Robin to say, here you go, you can do it. You want to write a book, then just do it. You just got to, you know, I've got no skills. I've never done it, but here you go. And I, she was the first person that read my book. That was me being an inspiration. I want to do the same again to her, to, right. you know, with her joy of, you know, desire to travel and, and take adventures. I kind of would love to say, well, I've, it's my responsibility to show her that you can reach. So don't you think that, isn't it very similar to what we were talking about, mentoring the younger generation? Though, as, 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 yeah, as, as and, and I guess it's, it's, it's mentoring by proving, because I'm, I'm almost kind of saying, hang on, I'm not going to, I'm not a believer in, in doing things altruistically so that, you know, I, I, can, I can live and enjoy it through you. And, you know, I could look and say, okay, I'll, I'll look at Robin's photographs of, you know, life in Mexico and I'll, I'll live through her vicariously. No, <laughs> do it. You know, I, I think there's, I think you will provide more inspiration by saying, hey, you know, even when you get to my advanced years, you can rip it up and start again. You, you can make those old choices and you can create a new life. So if life, if life doesn't give you what you want, like your friend with his job that's not fulfilling but giving you money, is to say, come on, stop, have another go. You, we know we can do that when you're younger. You know, when you're 20 and you've got the wrong job, you can change it and go off in another direction. If you have a year or gap hey so what yeah. we've got this view at our age that you can't have that gap that's that it's a good point that's, that's, um, an, that's an illusion isn't it Boy. absolutely and, yeah. and, and it's sometimes saying no you, you know can you, you can embrace those gaps you can or, or you can just sometimes say well, what what the hell just just do something different how many times do you see people who've done something majorly different that maybe failed but that if you ask them do you regret it they say yes i regret it i don't right. think many that regret it I've, I've, I've met people who've done something brave and said, yeah, actually it was a, you know, with hindsight, you know, it didn't work out. This was my dream is to do that. That didn't happen. Okay. So yeah. do you regret doing that? No. And most people will say, no, I didn't yeah. regret it because it was fantastic. It's actually interesting. You say that because the regret is usually for the other person who is not doing it. So I guess the example that, that, that I can, I can tell you here is um, I, I was a pretty good keyboard player. And, and growing up in university, I have a friend who's also a pretty good keyboard player. And when at the end of university, he said to me, and, and it, by the way, he wasn't as good as me at the time. And he says, I'm going to spend a year giving it a go to be a professional yeah. mu muso, you know? And you know, he got to the point of playing with Ziggy Marley, you know, the son of Bob Marley yeah. and all that stuff. But after a year, he goes, nah, Clamor, there's too many great musos out there. Couldn't make a living, couldn't make a living. Mm. You know, and now he's he's uh, big time in some mining company uh, in in um, in Queensland. But I'm the one who is always regretting that I've never done what he did with it. You know, even though he may have failed, but at least he found out that he, yeah. you know, that this is not for him. You have to do that. And and you talking about me with Australia, interestingly, um, I I I can remember there was a point, and again with what happened with my wife, I knew that I had to go through with it for myself as well, because had I not. 
every right. time I saw something to do with Australia, there would, been, <laughs> there would have been, but what what could it have been like? If I saw yes. an image, if I if I yes. went to visit, saw and looked, oh my God, you know, this yes. is an amazing place, uh, it would have killed me. And, and so I knew that I've got to do this. I've, I've got yes. to follow this through. Uh, knowing that it would be better to try it and fail than not to try it. And, you know, going back to what I say about the, the next adventure, that the purpose of doing some new bold things, mm. to not do that, I think, would be horrible because you would feel, well, and, you know, adversity to not to not fight your way out of it, yes. to not take a chance, to, to not give it everything you've got to say, come on. That's what adversity is giving you. It is giving you that kind of, that, that gift. I do believe, and again, it's hard. Um, that's not going to get tiring though. That's, <laughs> once in uh, yeah, a while, you, right. want, you want to just... Oh, bloody <laughs> right. And, 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 you, know, you want adversity to say, for God, give me a break. I'm done. You know, I've had enough. Thank you very much. Yes. Where's the easy time? And, and you know, what's frustrating is sometimes you look at people around you who seem to have those blessed times. It's, it's, it's not fair. And I think that injustice hurts, but you know, sometimes you have got to look and say, but come on, what is the purpose? There's got to be something here that is the reason I'm going through this. And, and, you know, you, you learn lessons, you grow, whatever it, and as I say, it's hard. It's, it's, it's always hard accepting something that can be quite traumatic is happening for a reason that there is something within that. I don't know whether you create that reason yourself or whether there's a divine internet. I don't know. Um, but looking for that purpose, looking for that benefit, I think that encourages you to take positive behaviours or do things that you can look at and say, well, look, but I'm, I'm proud of that. I, 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 you know, yes, I had that happen, but I did that. I, I possibly wouldn't have done that had that not happened. Yes. And if that can make you, if that can make you do things and, and, and reach out because of, where wouldn't that be amazing? You know, sometimes experience, you know, life experience allows you to allows you to do something that's valuable. I was in the pub on, on Monday night. It was my birthday. Happy birthday, man. We'd just gone to just sit outside and, and, and grab a burger in the pub. And, and there was a, a bus pulled up outside and, and there was an old lady who, who got off the bus. And I, um, she was just getting off the bus, bus was about to pull away. And I, I just said, hang on, is that your bag? There was a handbag I could see on the seat because I could see through the door. Um, and it was, and, and we stopped the bus and she, she got a handbag and, and I thought, God, that would have been so horribly traumatic for her um, yeah. to have lost her handbag. Yeah, she'd have got it back, you know, it's, I'm sure it would have been okay, but it would have just been, it would have been trauma. It, it would have been, you know, really, really, so, you know, we, we managed to save that. And, and interestingly, there was a, a dog that was running loose, which we thought was somebody's dog, but it, it had escaped and was basically, you know, crossing the road no sense at all and we we grabbed this dog and ended up taking it home and you know repatriated it and, and you know there were two things that were a purpose for that evening and think oh, i'm really glad we went out to the pub because a we made that old lady's life a little bit easier b yeah. probably saying dog's life great there's 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 sometimes you know there's 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 purpose in some of the behaviors you 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 told me something you might not remember this you told me something a lot a lot Bigger than that. You were driving and you saw somebody about to jump off a bridge or something like that. Oh, yeah, the girl. Yeah, that was... Um, well, and it's interesting because that that happened, I think, on the Friday. On the Monday was when I got the announcement about the financial loss. And interesting, I can remember when I was on the bridge um, trying to talk the girl down and kind of, you know, thinking, God, I would, you know, I would give anything to save your life. You, 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 a life is so important. You've got to. And, and I sometimes wonder, was that the price I had to pay? That it's because you made, <laughs> you, made the, you made the deal. There you go. You, you paid out on that deal. 
you got the bread. I hope she knows how much it's cost you. Um, (laughs) But you'd do it again. You'd have to do that again because you've got to do the right thing because it's it's a life. It's a young life. That's somebody who's who's not coping. And you hope again, maybe they will draw inspiration. Maybe, maybe they will recognize that, you know, in my darkest time, there are people who want to help, people who will yeah. do what they can to, to help complete strangers. You know, there are some nasty people out there. There are some good people out there. And, yeah. and I hope that provides an inspiration occasionally to people to say, yeah, you know, yeah. there are people. That's, the, that, that's very much the spirit in Australia, that, that mateship, that... Yeah. that wanting to come out and do the right thing is, is part of our fabric and and, and that's that's one of the things I, that's what i love about living here do you do you sometimes wonder how she's going yeah i mean i, I and you know I, I i think she had her issues from 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 speaking to the police i think there were some mental health issues there right, which is right. you know right. tragic but i yeah you you just you just hope as i say that you know maybe there's that recognition that you know look people yeah. want to do the right thing there are people and who often, care yeah absolutely and who will put themselves out yeah. And they're probably closer to you than you think. And, and dare I say it, sometimes you, you need vulnerability to experience that. Yeah. You know, when and, you say and, you said vulnerability to experience, are you saying that you need to be at a low moment of your life before you can realize there are good in people? Is that, is that what you mean by that? I think sometimes, yes, because, they, because then you really value that. Yes. And also you need to have... I don't know, maybe you need a little bit of vulnerability in your, in your own life to be able to spot it in others and, and recognise that you're, you've got to make that difference. You know, the assumption, and I'm sure with that girl, you know, everyone that drove past and, and under, it, it yeah. wasn't because they didn't care. Yeah. They just didn't, it, they didn't stop to think, uh, you know, I've got to be the one that does something here. You know, that's the same thing with a dog on Monday. At the end, other people saw this yeah. dog running around. Yeah. But there's a point where you say, no, hang on, nobody's yeah. going to do anything here. If, yeah. if we don't get that dog, it's going to get hit. Um, yeah. And it's kind of recognising buck stops with me. I, I've yeah. got to... I've got to reach out and, you know, yeah. deal well, that, with That's it a good point. Because you, yeah. You read this all the time, you know, somebody in a busy New York station or something, you know, getting assaulted and nobody helps the person, you know, and you always think, no, it's not, it's not that a lot of all these people are blasé and callous. It's just that nobody wants to be the one that's the the first to help, you know, sometimes we we call our own world. We assume somebody else will do it. Yes. And do you think it's because, because in a, in a developed nation, there is such good, structures you know so people will think oh somebody would have called triple o or something like that you know whereas if it's a less developed nation and you already have in the back of your mind that well if we don't here to help that person it, it will be a long time coming before somebody else comes you know you, you think it's because the system's already set for i think that's one of the downfalls that we have with the, the developed nations that it makes us less mm. less less humane is because we it doesn't it's, it's not because we're you know, less kind people. It's just we're so used to having such good social support structures, ambulance and police and all this mm. that that you you kind of like somebody well, has to deal with it. Some you, do you think that may may have? I, I mean, I, yes, I because I, I know what you mean. We are we are in such a protected society mm. um, that the idea of us actually physically reaching out and kind of saying, yes. you know, I, 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 I own this. I have that responsibility. There's, it's funny. There's another factor behind that. And I've, I'm, as I was talking to you, I was, I was trying to remember it and I can't remember it. And I, I know I've, I wrote about that in my book and I've, uh, I've forgotten the analogy. But there, there, is a, there is an explanation of that that's frustrating. I'll remember it after we've, speak, after we've spoken. 
And and the book that you mentioned is 10 Minute Tactics. That's right. Yes, they're not published yet. So uh, work, work to be done. So uh, still, oh, because that's on my that's on my um, outro for you. It's like he has written the book, so he has not finished. (laughs) The web the website is there, but uh, no, I haven't. Haven't I? I I finished it and, and recognized it kind of wasn't quite. Right, so I've done a I've done a rework. So my, my plan is to try and um, over the the next couple of months to try and okay. try and finish it and get it in a final form. So, okay, yes, so I, sorry, I, I'm not... gonna have I'm gonna have to improvise on my outro here. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's uh, it's it's no, coming, it's... but uh, not uh, not not finished yet. Check out the website. Uh, you can uh, yes. have a register your interest, and that will inspire me to finish it a little bit quicker. Um, okay. So yeah, it's 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 there in a format, but I've I've changed the level oh. a little bit. Okay, that's the, now, that's the danger of being busy. <laughs> All right. Um, any any final words to to the audience? Um, and and again, when I say the audience, you know, I I am targeting this as a resource for for men who are um, the changes. I believe Ian in the last twenty years, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's so fast. Yeah, it's so complex, and it's people are becoming more polarized. What have you? You know, social media, and and it's now this now this addition of of fear of global warming. It's making a lot of people very very unsettled. Any final words that you want to uh, to to add? I think I, I would certainly say try and find your purpose, but make yes. sure it's your purpose, not somebody else's. You know, one of the one of the things that we I think I've got a little piece up on a blog or whatever on, on the, the 10 minute tactics website is, is chasing someone else's goals. I think sometimes we get very stuck on chasing a goal that you stop and think that's not mine. That, right. that was my parents or that was my peer group or that's yes. my expectation, Yes, but it's not actually really mine. And so I think you, you find your purpose, you look for yours, but screw everyone else. Um, How do you know it's yours? Because because you you are now making me second guess my my purpose. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I think that's exploration, to be honest, Clement. And, and you know, I I think by talking, you know, in, in talking to you, you know, I I think by just bleh, I'll, I'll just download and blurt stuff out, and and, mm. and within that, I, that kind of helps me to clarify my own views and kind of and I'll walk away from this and so sort of sit down and say right okay what was something because I don't know where I'm going I've not got an agenda but by talking I get it out and I I would just whatever your means of of thinking or exploring just just try and find your own purpose sit down somewhere quiet can have if, a beer in the park if I was to say you know how to define finding my purpose is the, the the joy that I get out of it at the moment. I think for me, I found my purpose. You know, every day is now a lot more joyful for me because of this. Yeah. You know, podcasting, blogs, and creating all these resources, and and I really enjoy interviewing people. But having said that, though, you know, the overarching purpose of being a mentor now, after discussing with you, I'm like, oh, his his could be right. It could be just. You know, it could almost be biological too. It's just a typical of a male of the species to teach the the, the younger males how to hunt. <laughs> you know, so so. But then again, and then I and then I, I go deeper now, and then I would go. So what, right? So what if it's not necessarily my individual purpose, as long as I get joy out of it? You know what I mean? So, so this is something that definitely me and you. You know, it's worth. Um, shooting the breeze at the pub, you know, uh, outside. And, we, the and we, it's worth. <laughs> it, it's worth. It's, it's certainly worth fighting for. Uh, you know that 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 bigger, 
it's it's having that courage to say come on i i i do i do have a right to get that fulfillment don't accept yes. you know and, and you know you don't have a right to be a successful keyboard player and, and play in a band um right. you don't have a right to that but i think you have a right to personal fulfillment at some level right um, and and you've got to pursue that and you've got to fight for that and i, I think the other thing i'd, I'd say to people who are, are doing it to is again what i said before there are people who do care and there's an awful lot of people who you think are living it up and they're not. Um, what's right. it John Lennon said? It's it's people, you know, living lives of quiet desperation. And and you do see it. And that's what you get when you talk. And, and you see that, you know, when I when I talk to other people and then you start to understand their story. Yeah. And they're you slowly sinking. Yeah. And, and you recognize, wow, you're doing and, and yes, some people aren't doing it as tough as you, but we, we can't all cope at the same level. Yes. And, and you know, I one of the things I was passionate about with you and and if this was an inspiration to people like me who are going through tough times sometimes you might be the multi-millionaire that has just lost half a million dollars on this or that and life is over and you feel this is dreadful because you know i've not been you know i, I didn't get that ceo role you know i'm, I'm still one down and i'm only earning 300 grand a year at my current level it's very hard to feel sympathy for those people. Yes. Um, and actually, it can hit them just as hard. Yes, 100%. Um, yeah, you can have, you know, uh, you, you can have someone who is absolutely down on your luck and think, shit, they're desperate. They, they, they don't know where the next meal is coming from. Yeah. Sometimes other people will look at you and think that, but you've got everything. What are you talking yeah. about? It, it, it's perspective. Yeah, their perspective is wrong. We, we yeah. get perspectives wrong. They yeah. still need help. They're still, 100%. You, they, they, you. you know, and... and this reminds and me they man. still need purpose yeah you know, because sometimes because they've got seemingly everything that you yeah. feel that success is purpose success isn't purpose yeah. <laughs> it, it's wealth it's it's opportunity it's that's a great it point purpose. for the for the listeners yeah uh, to, to be able to to, under, to differentiate between success and purpose that's that's mm. two very very different I, I, you know um i, I remember reading the, an article at 2008 there yeah, after the gfc but there was an article about this this English banker who uh, who jumped off a building and he left a note saying that he's very sad because he only had a million dollars left in his panel in, in his account. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, yes, mm. you're right. It's all perspective, isn't it? Yeah, and that's it. He, he, he poor thing. He didn't have his perspective was out, and that's the that's the tragedy. And you know, and and as much as you can look at, you know, I'm sure listeners could look at that and think, well, that's just crazy. Why could you do that? You know, I'm sure there are other people who are, you know, uh, in, in seemingly impossible situations. They say, oh, look how tough my situation is. And there are other people like us who would look at it and think, my God, you have so much. What yes. on earth are you playing at? You look, at what, look at what else was around you, uh, if only you'd reached out. Or look at, yes. you know, other people yes. who you could have helped, that, that your experiences could have meant the difference to them. And that's... I, I, I agree, because I think, uh, like what you're saying, if that person may have reached out to others who are less fortunate, then he would be able to see how fortunate he is. You know, I, I know even, that. Or even if he can't see how fortunate he is, it's but at least I've got a purpose helping them. Good you know, point. It's, maybe it's yes. a case of okay, I'm, I'm still going to feel. You know, my makeup says I'm, I'm still going to feel inferior Crabby. or whatever yes. because I don't have. But whatever, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. But I've got something else to I've do. With it. Somebody else yes. needs my help, or or yes. I can do something. I can channel something in another area that actually yes. I, I get reward out of. Yeah. Again, that, so that's that's going back to what you were saying before. If you if you're really really down and out, you need to have a purpose to drag you out to to bring you back yeah. up. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. All right. 
<laughs> All right. Now, if you are interested to learn more about Ian, he is, not he has, he is currently writing a book called The 10-Minute Tactics that you will be able to get from the website 10minutetactics.com. Now, this gentleman has been authoring award-winning training courses and seminar content for the last 25 years for clients across the world with an audience that ranges from board level to junior staff. So this is a man that is uh, worth listening to. If you're interested in getting his book, The 10-Minute Tactics, you can register your name on, on his website. I didn't know that, so I, I was just going to buy it. So, <laughs> but also, I have put down Ian's social media detail on the podcast information. And we, we thank Ian today for a really, really enjoyable chat. Thank you, Ian. <laughs> Pleasure.